this episode, this episode of Weed <laughs> is brought to you by Skunk Feather. Uh, yeah. Skunk Feather. Has been using sustainable cultivation methods, science, and innovation to create potent, flavorful flower and extracts since 2005. I talk through my nose too much to do what you do. I, lo- I forget that I have a throat and I talk through my nose. What I do, you mean like this ad episode voice? is brought to you by Skunk Feather. This episode is brought to you by Skunk Feather. <laughs> <laughs> Skunk Feather products are preciously crafted to ensure maximum retention of terpenes and flavor. Such a fan. Such a huge fan. I have that vape pen with the gram cartridge mm-hmm. right now, and it's just such a pleasure to like throw it in my back pocket and go for a bike ride. A bike ride with a vape pen? It's Can I borrow your bike? Absolutely. Truly? Yes, because absolutely. I miss that so much. Wind in your hair? Yeah, and then you stop at a red light and you just like duck down and hit a skunk feather and yeah. then like cruise through. It's the best. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> their 2020 lineup of products pays homage to their home county of Santa Cruz, California with names like Pleasure Point, Cement Ship, Boardwalk, and Banana Slug. Yeah. Oh, on their IG, I'm looking at it right now. They have a huge banana slug next to some beautiful looking products. Like So good. Yeah, it's nice. They create some of the finest crumbles, sugars, shatters, and distilled oils in the world. So go to Skunk Feather on Instagram at skunk underscore feather to learn more and check out their beautiful pics. This is an episode about Skunk Feather. <laughs> this episode of Weed and Grub is brought to you by Skunk Feather. Skunk Feather, providing you the most enjoyment possible. <sighs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. So I went and I got up and I came back with another LaCroix and there was just, I realized there's just like cups all over Mm -hmm. my, like all over my desk. Yeah. I, I, I take like one sip when I'm working, put it down and then I go back to the kitchen to like not work. Cups are an excuse not to get anything done is the way I'm exactly. That's right, Bobo. Yeah. You need multiple cups of warm, flat. LaCroix. Yes, I need need room temp LaCroix (laughs) as far as the eye can see to get anything done at my computer. How many do you makes you feel like you've done a good job? Well, that's the thing is that like, I don't know how you actually I'd love to hear how you work. Okay, because my space is like a clean white desk with a laptop. But then I have like a glass of half drink water, a glass of coffee or a mug of coffee. I would never put coffee in a glass sacrilegious, obviously (laughs) cups and mugs. Keep them separate. Ooh, let's not do that. <laughs> but but then um, I don't want to go there at all. No. Um, but yeah, and then like a bunch of different LaCroix mm-hmm. and just so many liquids to get anything done. Yeah, I have uh, always a, well, right now it's a spin drift. I'm into the spin drift at the moment because it feels like it's good for me. I don't like that I just said cups and mugs, keep them separate. If you want to put coffee in a glass, put coffee in a glass. I've seen you drink wine out of a mug. <laughs> Thank you. I have seen it. Yeah. So I know that you're like, you're not like, you know, anti-mug and pro-cup. Thank you. You're like equal opportunity uh, drinking vessels. Anything. Yeah. I just want everyone to be happy all the time. Yeah. That's it. Okay, cool. I just need to clear that made my heart hurt. Yeah. Well, I definitely would never put coffee in a No, that's not true. I Turkish coffee has to go in a glass. Like Turkish coffee is served in a clear glass. I didn't so you know can that. see the grounds. Yeah, it's like cuz then you can see the amount of sludge 
and then the mint and it's like really cool looking and it comes in those like cool little glass cups how do you feel about a tiny cup when it comes to things like espresso and stuff. I love them. I just got a pair of espresso cups. I'm very proud of them. I have them showcased in my kitchen right now. You do? Yeah. If anybody visits, I you want them, them to know you have those? Yes, I can serve you an espresso in a proper tiny cup. And I'm very proud of it. Real fun. It makes me feel like, you know, a real grown up. <laughs> Even though you're playing house? Because <laughs> I have tiny cups. Yeah, I had <laughs> tiny cups when I was a kid. And now I'm all grown up and I have tiny cups. Yeah, it's full circle. <laughs> the tiny cup. I was practicing to be, I was practicing for this moment. Right. Everything led me to this moment. That's real funny to think like a tea party um, prepares you for adulthood. Oh, it's so crazy. Like, yeah, all of those games that I had an easy bake oven when I was a little girl. I had to like, you know, change diapers on my doll. I had like all that stuff. You're just, yeah, prepping to be, I guess in my case, I was really excited to be a a mom and a housewife. (laughs) Well, right. But that's like, that's the move. Well, but did it feel like playing and pretend I loved it you did I did but I I also loved like being in the backyard and throwing you know sticks up into the chestnut tree to get chestnuts down and climbing the rope swing like I definitely was never forced by my folks to feel like I had to play in a certain way but I totally loved doing all of the doll stuff when I was a kid with my friends yeah 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 I it was so important to me that adults thought I was a good mature it was so important to me that they thought I was mature I wanted Mm -hmm. like the ultimate compliment would be if a adult was like oh he's such a well-behaved little man oh yeah you know it was really important to me you wanted that approval huh yeah I wanted to be an adult from I think my first word was like hurry up (laughs) (laughs) wow grow grow the fuck up kid well how do your how does your uh drink game being on point make you feel like at your desk oh I'm dialed in yeah. Man, if I could be if I could have octopus arms, I'd be taking sips out of different glassware all the time and then two tentacles would be typing. <laughs> like that would that. be my dream. Like yeah. I, I, I love that my idea my dream is to become an octopus who just works all day. That's disgusting. That's yeah, that's what you've been in training for your whole life. I know to, <laughs> to work grow extra arms to work all the time. <laughs> that's when you're happiest. I think you've actually said that to me. Like I'm happiest when I'm just like too busy and like don't have time to have fun. Yeah. Like that feels good to you. It does. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever's drilled into me is drilled in deep. Wow. And, you know. I wonder if on some level that is like, you know, innate. You know what I mean? Like you were born with that feel. Like you there's, you don't remember a time when you didn't feel this way, right? Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. There is something cosmic about it mm-hmm. within my soul that is like my, the punch card of my soul uh-huh. is clocked in at all times. Yeah. yeah. This soul trapped in this current soul cage just came into the world wanting to work uh, all the time totally huh. what's your desk liquid situation oh i was just gonna say on that note that's why weed is so good for you because it forces you to take a moment oh and you know yes yeah and breathe can you hear my cat screaming i can Do you he screams to check all the on time him? no it's okay okay <laughs> my desk liquid is um i've got coffee all the time and spindrift and then i usually have some form of like a soda stream bottle that's full of water so I can also water my plant with it because I forget to water my plant all the time. And then um, sometimes like a like a little sweet soda of some kind, like a little cup of like, a, like right now I have that lilt. Yeah, uh-huh. thanks to Stuart. That I'm enjoying. So like yeah. a little, but I'll, I won't drink the whole thing. I'll only like pour myself half of it into a little cup. So generally like three to four liquids at any given time. Yeah, to get anything done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I would love to know what people's like desk liquid, what their work, what's a good... Work liquid? Yeah. Mm. 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 Workspace liquid case. Liquid desk. 
situation. Ugh, welcome to Weed and Grow, everybody. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, this is a podcast about comedy, cooking, cannabis culture, and calling shit out. And... Desk liquids. Desk liquids. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to hang out with you today. It's a good hang. Good to see you. Same, same. Yeah. What's good in your life? Um, I am continuing to sort of like re-acclimatize to Los Angeles. It's been really, really hot. And so my days are interesting because you can't really get anything done until the sun goes down. Yeah. So my schedule is a little out of whack. Yeah. But I'm good. Just been writing, 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 writing. Can we say? Um, I think so. It should be out by the time this comes out, or maybe sometime this week, but I wrote a piece for Playboy. It's your first Playboy piece. My first byline in Playboy. I'm really Con- stoked. Congratulations. Thank you. Do you want to give away the topic or just let people f- find you- find it when it's out? Uh, I'll, I'll like share a link on my socials when uh, It's a when good it- piece. Yeah, it was really fun. I had a great time writing it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, can I just say one last thing about it? Sure. Steamy. Uh- <laughs> Steamy. <laughs> It, it, I shared a little personal um, anecdote that is a little steamy in there, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to like pull on my hair as I say that because it's making me feel shy. But it was that cool to shyness write to you is pulling your hair. I think that's you wanting your hair pulled, and oh. you're giving yourself a little S and M, a personal like sado myself. Oh, uh, maybe I don't know. I think yeah, it's, it's like a bit of a security mechanism for me to like tug on my hair. That's, Interesting. that's from childhood, too. That's another old thing. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it has to do with, like, horniness. Okay. Well. <laughs> You're not. I love it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I got to write uh, about about cannabis for Playboy, which is a really cool intersection of, like, yeah, sex and weed. It's everything. Just neat. Yeah. So, yeah. What's, on, what's happening in your world? I started a 30-day apartment exercise routine to try and get back on track, because Port Townsend, Washington was a dream come true to hang out in for three months, Um, ate the most delicious food, saw the most incredible nature, drank with friends on bluffs, and (laughs) now I'm ready for my shirts to fit better right you know what i mean yeah Yeah. there was like the i think like on the third evening when i was eating crab dipped in butter while swilling a martini i was like okay (laughs) yeah so i'm really kicking the shit out of myself right now i'm i'm doing a 30-day apartment friendly exercise routine i found on thrillist and i think i'm on day six right now and my body have you ever this is gonna be gross but okay okay? Uh uh-huh i Two days ago, I was like too sore to poop. Like oh. my muscles were, my abs were so sore I couldn't push. Okay. And I, and that was a great feeling. Mm. It was the worst of the best type of feeling. Okay. Yeah. I get it. I mean, that's really neat. I, I totally feel you on the feeling like that it hurts so good, right? Like yeah. I got a bike and I was riding it uphill really hard the other night and I woke up the next day and I felt like I was growing wings out of my back. Like I had this weird pain in my back. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's from like pulling on the handlebars going up a hill. That's awesome. It's a good feeling. Man, it's nice to get back in touch with my body. Where are Real you talk. working out? Like, what, what, what are you doing? Just I in bought, your apartment? Yeah, I bought a, a bench and some weights that you can like put more and more weight or take weight off uh-huh. of the dumbbells. Mm-hmm. And then I bought a mat so I can lay on it and do like planks, which, holy fuck, Mary Jane, have you ever done a plank? It's so hard, right? It's impossible. What amount of time are you getting up to right now? I did 60 seconds yesterday. Whoa! Um, but it was a circuit training thing where you're supposed to do um, three exercises 
one minute each, mm-hmm. but you do three rounds of those three exercises, so it's nine minutes total. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first one, I did 60 seconds of a plank, and then the next one, I think I almost did 15. Like, I maxed out immediately, and the rest of the time, I'm dripping sweat and moaning, and I'm sure that my neighbors <laughs> could, my neighbors hear me through the vents, and it's like, he must be having a lot of sex, yeah. and I'm up there <laughs> on, trying to plank. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they think you're like yeah, having a fucking great session and you're like moaning and you're, mm-hmm. yeah. He's like in every room. He's having sex in his kitchen, <laughs> on his bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like I'm trying to like lift my legs up. Oh, man. <laughs> it's great. It feels amazing. I'm really, I'm also happy to do something for 30 days. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a really long time since I've made that kind of commitment to myself. And that in itself is like bringing me quite a bit of joy. And that's a nice feeling. That's super cool. Yeah. It's so interesting how mood and just mental wellness is connected to exercise and moving your body. It's like, it's easy to forget. And then when you remember like, oh, right. Yeah. This 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 is helping me. This feels really good. When's the last time you had clarity? Um I've been feeling some pretty great clarity through this whole regimen that I've put myself on lately. Um Oh, got to one up me. Like a, no, I've I've got ups and downs, but I'm not trying to one up you. I'm just trying to say like since we got back from Port Townsend yeah. and I think you and I have both kind of tunneled into our own situations a little bit. Like I haven't seen you that much. And it's been really interesting to sort of like figure out like, well, yeah, what do I need to do right now in this wild swirl for myself? And so I, the clarity is coming through this, yeah, like kind of situation that I'm putting myself through. So we're both going clear. Yes, I am excited to join the Church of Scientology. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also drinking a lot of water. Oh, great. (laughs) And peeing clear. Peeing clear. Yeah. That's a funny parody movie, kind of like... Peeing Clear. Peeing Clear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Church of Urinology. Yes. Oh, my God. Definitely. I mean, I would join that before I would join Scientology, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, no no shade to Scientology. Or, well, I don't know if I could say that. I know some some great people who are Scientologists, so I don't want to poop on that okay i i, I will then. okay I don't, you know <laughs> i mean I, it's just a strange world yeah sarah silverman had an interesting point about it but it was like three or four years ago mm-hmm. and i'm sorry if i'm misquoting her mm-hmm. but this is how i remember it she was kind of like i bet every religion sounded bananas when it first dropped totally <laughs> and i thought that was a really interesting point yeah yeah it is so anyway peeing clear uh, like feeling good, microdosing <laughs> mushrooms, microdosing weed, riding my bike. I'm making a point to get the dog to the dog park every single day so he can also continue to enjoy the benefits of having been a social guy in Port Townsend. I love it. That's my situation. There's something really, I, I because I know we have a great guest today, yeah. I think there's something really cool about um, people like Jim Belushi, people like yourself, how I'm trying to be, where it's like, if I can take great care of myself, mm. then I can help those people that I love. And that is a really cool way to feel like I have a modicum of control mm. in this insane fucking world. Yeah. It, there, there's, there's something like, what's the word when you're not crazy? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think there is a, a, like a zero place of no, no crazy. Yeah. They're all just varying degrees of crazy, so we, I don't know. <laughs> We need more pee and clear. <laughs> I can't get over that. I can see the poster 
for peeing clear and everything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, totally. you know, that Scientology yellow bold font. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used everything. to live near the Church of Scientology oh, and I would right. ride my bike past it every day and just fucking marvel at it because for one, it's painted so it matches the sky. So even though it's this insane, huge, beautiful actually building, you can't really see it. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's like an octopus. It's like hiding in plain sight. And then that like huge font across the top. And the really amazing thing about it was there was a street that was next to it that I don't think they the church actually owns the street, but they must have donated a ton of money to the city or whatever because they've got it all done in cobblestones, like beautiful bricks. It's Wizard of Ozzy. It looks totally Wizard of Ozzy. To it's go the from... cleanest block in Hollywood. Yeah. And it's always full of Scientologists who are all like dressed in their outfits and like looking very sort of like... I don't know, sober and like they're going places. Yes. It's just really interesting. It's kind of Hogwartsy. I can see how it would be very attractive, especially if you're in crisis. You could look at this sort of like situation with this building and this street and these people and be like, oh, this is this is a place where I could feel safe and like productive. Absolutely. Right. And, and as somebody who on their desk, like even though I have a bunch of liquids, yes. they are all <laughs> they are all like equidistance apart, and they all like make some geometrical shape that is satisfying to me to look at with those cups. They're yeah. not all you know. And you go on that Scientology Street, and every leaf is in place. Yes, the shrubs are perfectly round. Like everything is curated down to the most minute detail. It's attractive, right? It doesn't yeah. feel like nothing's willy nilly. Yeah, that that sense of control d- does feel very sort of. I can see the appeal for totally. sure. Can I just say on the tip of like taking care of yourself first so you can take other care of other people around you? Remember the first time someone said to me, put your own mask on first? I've never heard that. Yeah. My friend Meg years ago when I was just like, you know, I was like in a state about something and she was like, just take care of yourself first. Put your own mask on. Put your own mask on. Like the like oxygen mask. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, right. Of course. How, how would I think that I would be able to do anything good in the world if I'm not putting my own oxygen mask on first? That's wild to think about. Right. It's wild to think about considering how important it was to me growing up that like adults thought I was a certain thing mm-hmm. instead of just being me. Yeah. Wow, Mary Jane. Take care of yourself so you can take care of other people around you. I really like that. That's really cool. Put your own mask on? Mm-hmm. That's what it is? Yes. I mean, oxygen masks, so it's like weird now because I also just always wear a mask, but like in no, the no, no, sense but the of metaphor like or the... Cor- yeah. You secure your own oxygen mask so you can take care of other people around you. And it's not selfish to do so. It's actually the right thing to do is take care of yourself first. Fucking brilliant. Right. Wow. You yeah. want to get to the news? I do want to get to the news. It's we, a cool story this week. We wait, have a, this is a positive up. Yeah. We have a story from uh, Weed Week, our friends over at Weed Week, reporting that Governor Gavin Newsom of California has signed a banking bill for California, which um, basically makes California cannabis banking legal. So like, banks don't have the ability to work with cannabis businesses because of all of the federal regulations, so that doesn't fix it at the federal level. But at the state level... This actually means that it will be able to, like, some of these banks will be able to provide financial services to cannabis businesses that they haven't been able to do before. When it was deemed essential when the pandemic started, mm-hmm. yet nobody was able to get any kind of bailout, even though they were deemed essential. It was such a hypocritical, it was it was bullshit. Yeah, and a huge part of what uh, goes on with cannabis businesses that's problematic is that they have to do business in cash. They're not able to have like checking accounts and use debit cards and accept credit card payments and all that kind of stuff. And that makes them targets for robbery, yeah. which we saw during the um, under the cover of the 
protests at the uh, beginning of June, there were all of these cannabis businesses that were targeted by robbers who used the protests to, as an opportunity to like smash and grab and like fucking make off with all this cash. So now these businesses are going to be able to actually do banking, secure their cash, hopefully, you know, secure loans and all that kind of stuff. It's so, a huge step. It it's is. a huge step. Like it's, it's, especially after last week when I was like, burn it all down and, you know, <laughs> play both sides of the court. And, da, da, da. <laughs> yeah. and now this week I'm like, yes, buy into the machine yes. because it's a huge step forward. Legal so. banking is, <laughs> yes, it's a good step forward. Totally. So yeah, that was called uh, AB 1525, just signed into law by Governor Newsom. And it's great news for legal cannabis in California. I think it's also really interesting how, um, I don't know. I mean, there's such a big deal right now about, uh, federal versus state government mm-hmm. and where the power should lie and there's some people who are just like the big big brother should leave everything to the state and personal choice and other people are like no 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 big brother should um take care of like some specific universal needs for humanity to make the world a better place and like i mean like universal health care and stuff like that are you, when you're talking about big brother are you talking about the government oh <laughs> duh okay what do you think it would be well it's just an orwellian reference that is like um, do you know where Big Brother comes from? No. I 1984. I still have. Yes. I got to walk around. Come on. You, I, it, I can't. Oh, I'm back. <laughs> the amount of times that you, you talk about something and you're referring to that book. It's amazing. Really? Let's just watch the movie. No, I, I need to read it. I mean, yes, absolutely. And you'll love it. I know you'll fucking love it. But, Am yeah. I going to get a tattoo? Am I going to end <laughs> Probably, up with a tattoo? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be that person. You're going to get a chest tattoo, like Cape Fear style. <laughs> 1984, Big Brother. <laughs> oh, man. I have Cellar Door on my back for Donnie Darko and 1984 on my chest. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> so I'm sorry to interrupt you, though. You were saying about you, like the difference between states and federal regu- regulations well, about cannabis specifically? I just, yeah. Well, I, I just think that there's something really positive, especially in a time when it seems like confidence across the board is at an all-time low mm-hmm. uh, for in every situation where the state finally stepped up to take care of its people. Right. And it's obvious the federal government's not going to in this situation. <laughs> in so many situations. In so many situations. And so when it's up to the state and the state makes the right choice, mm-hmm. man, I, I'll i take where I can get them. And this is a great one. It's nice. Yeah, absolutely. I think, too, like it's, it is really interesting to think. I mean, we'll see when the MORE Act is voted on. Hopefully it'll just... Um, decriminalize and deschedule cannabis at a federal level and then all states will be able to figure out what it is that they want to do but um as far as federal regulation goes i don't think that the the, like it it seems to me like this is going to allow banks to um work with cannabis in a way that will hopefully show other states that it's the way forward and they shouldn't have to wait for the federal government to decriminalize yeah. you know like there's been talk of actually creating a bank that serves the entire west coast corridor because it's all from alaska all the way to california every state along the west coast has legal cannabis so they should be able to do like interstate commerce and banking and all that kind of stuff so it'll be really interesting to see what happens because even if huge mistakes are made because this has never been done before that means other places won't make those same mistakes like somebody has to be the leader somebody's got to be colorado somebody (laughs) colorado gotta be colorado and colorado's doing great i mean they're you know like they've figured out their system and their their programs and their taxes and you know the cannabis is like a huge economic boon in California and they're they seem to be handling it fairly well so yeah 
Do you want to go to Colorado for Halloween? Oh, I love Colorado. Maybe. I've, ne- I've never been. Really? Yeah. Ooh, it would be really cool to go to Colorado and like be up in the mountains for Halloween. Cause That's this what I mean. Because fat full moon. Like it's just, a harvest moon too. Oh no, it's the, uh, sorry, a blue moon this year. Really? Like it's, I just want to like live the shining this Halloween. Oh. You know, yeah. in Colorado, get some okay. big cabin with smoke coming out the top and mountains covered in snow. And you're Jack Nicholson and I'm Shelley Duvall? Uh. I think I would be Jack Nicholson. Are you the twins? Who are you? <laughs> What are you, the kid? Are you Danny? Yeah. I'm a hedge animal. <laughs> Man, this microdosing is crazy. <laughs> Free associations just going wild. Yeah. Your therapist is like, I don't even need to say anything. I don't, yeah, she doesn't even need therapy. She's fine. <laughs> Did you see that when we talked last week about the witches? <gasps> and now there's a new witches movie coming out? That was the craziest thing because you told me about it I'd never heard about it then you sent me a a link to that scene that you were talking about where the kid gets turned into a mouse it's so scary Angelica Houston is so scary she's amazing so then I watched the first like 40 minutes of that movie the other night and was absolutely terrified it's not for kids it's not for kids it's like immediately like She's telling this kid, the grandmother's telling this kid about how witches like kill children and eat them and trap them in paintings and shit. And then his parents are killed. And, like the whole thing is just so sad and weird and fucked up. And then there's a new version coming out. And it looks great. And it looks terrifying <laughs> with Octavia Spencer and Anne Hathaway. And Anne Hathaway looks super creepy and wonderful mm-hmm. and like all snaky. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I like it. This is one remake I'm really excited for because it it really, I, I don't like saying ruin my childhood. What's a good way to say this? Terrorized you? Traumatized you? Yeah. It fucked me up a little bit. Yeah. You know, it was real spooky. I can and imagine. So, and so to watch this one now, I should, mm-hmm. I'll watch both, but like, I'm just so excited to see it. Yeah. As an adult. I'm going to, I'm going to um, pop an edible and watch the second half of the original tonight, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, cause we got a bunch of DMs on our Instagram yeah. where it was like, yo, did you know this trailer's <laughs> coming out? And like, I didn't know, but of course it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're making a Wonder Years reboot. So what are you going to do? No. Yeah. 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 I just got the, no. we don't need to get into this shit, but they're just bringing everything back and this is a good i'm glad they're bringing this back okay yeah Uh, yeah i mean it's a world doll timeless classic it is yeah yeah which i wonder it's all about murdering kids god his shit is so fucked up and crazy i mean have you ever read his short stories for grown-ups no uh yeah dark dark and fucked up can you share an example uh lambda the slaughter is one of my favorites about a woman who murders her husband with a leg of lamb and then roasts it in the oven as the police officers question her and then she serves the lamb to the officers to get rid of the murder weapon. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. It's brilliant. It's like three perfect pages. It's that's wonderful. all it is, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. His, his short stories are great. Yeah. What a wild... I always picture people like him. Do you pick picture people writing? We're going back to the desk work. Totally. Like what? I wonder what ancient desk liquids look like. Was it just like laudanum and absinthe and somebody oh. hunched over a dark desk in the middle of the night writing with ink and a quill yeah well yeah he would have had a mug of tea probably and a few fingers of whiskey and yeah maybe some laudanum i like that for yeah, sure right mm-hmm. i feel like that's that's what's missing nowadays laudanum <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know that's opium right yeah <laughs> <laughs> we all need some laudanum in our lives bring it back sure okay <laughs> i'm tired i'm tired of not having 
laudanum. Okay. <laughs> when I write. I could just buy you some Robotussin. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> like, he, the first Robotrippers were rolled. Were the laudanum, <laughs> yeah, the laudanum writers. Fucking, seriously. The lean of the 16th century or Look, whatever you're never going to know what you can do with your writing career until you drink a bottle of Robotussin <laughs> and just try and crack a fucking screenplay. <laughs> like, wow, Glazer really took off when he Robotripped. What a great masterclass <laughs> that would be. I do not recommend. No, no, no. Stick with plant medicine. I love that as a master class. Robotussin oh, oh, writing? Oh, you want to oh, write good? <laughs> Robotussin? You should robotrip. Oh, my God. And only write and only use pen and loose leaf. Cool. College rule. Don't get away with that wide rule, you know? Uh-huh. Work for yourself. I mean, I feel like there are a ton of rappers who write fucking on lean, which is basically that, right? And it's, it's the best amazing... music in the world. Yeah. Young Thug. Uh-huh. All I'm listening to right now is Young Thug, and it's so good. Uh-huh. He's he's the best. We have a musical uh, friend this week. Oh, my week. gosh. Yeah. Wait, well, should we go into Buds of the Week? Yeah. Okay, word. It's time. All right, because we do have a musical guest this week, and it's Ryder. Yeah. Ryder's cool, man. I'm, I'm stoked. So please, please, please stick around after our interview with Jim Belushi. We're going to be dropping uh, a new song from Ryder. It's his first EP, too, which yeah. is so rad. So the song we are playing is called Fly Away from Ryder's debut EP, These Things Always Change, which drops October 9th. And I don't know, like anybody who works with Zach Cervini, who, do you know who Zach Cervini is? He's the, that producer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like done everything with like Machine Gun Kelly, Blink-182, Good Charlotte. Amazing. And so like for Ryder to work uh, man, this is—it's a great song, so stick around. But also, I want to plug his Instagram, even though, well, w- you could be his one hundred and thirty-seven, thirty-six thousandth, and sixth follower. <laughs> He's a hundred thirty-six thousand followers on Instagram. Whoa! But um, writer's real name is Cole, and uh, Cole Pendry, P-E-N-D-E-R-Y. And Ryder, uh, I learned was um, it became his name, his artist name, because it was his mom's maiden name. Was Ryder? Was Ryder. So we now know the answer to one of his security questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, speaking of banks. (laughs) But he spells it R-Y-D-Y-R. And what's his mom's maiden name? I think not like that. It was like R-Y-D-E-R. He added a Y, so it's a palindrome. It's the same. Well, you get like five chances when you break into his checking account. So it's it's one of the ways you spell (laughs) Ryder. Yeah, so we're going to drop his track, Fly Away, at the end of this episode. Please check it out. And he's one of our Buds of the Week. And then our other Bud of the Week is another artist, our friend Joey Orion, who is on Instagram as uh, Space Penguin Studios. And he's doing Inktober right now. Such a fun follow. A beautiful new piece of artwork every day. His illustrations make me cry. Yeah. They're so good. He... How do you draw, you know? How do and then not only draw but like get, like give life to the characters like their faces, their emotions, what they're experiencing, the the characters and creatures that he draws. He great he made a, a book called Bear's Big Day that he self-published last year and it's just like 30 panels of a bear in the woods in Alaska kind of having a big adventure and it I cried when I read it or looked at it. I guess I didn't read it cuz there's no words. You read it in your... You I made read up a the sto- pictures with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, follow Joey. He's amazing. Yeah. Do you want to get to our VIB? Yes. Our very important bud? Our very important bud. We hung out with Jim Belushi. Yeah. I like him so much. He's such a good hang. He's the most fun. And he's doing so much good stuff right now. And we wanted to like catch up with him and hear about his show and all of the work he's doing on his farm and kind yeah. of just kick it. It was great. Growing Belushi is an awesome show. It's on Discovery. There's three eps. 
easily bingeable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So By the time you're done with your joint, you've laughed a ton and, and had a great time. And then also, he's working with Last Prisoner Project. All, we, we should let him talk about yeah, it. He, yeah, he talks all about it. So, um, yeah, we hung out with Jim and had a great time, and it's just always such a pleasure. So without further ado... Here is our interview with... Jim Belushi. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, yeah. It's always a pleasure. You guys are cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Same to you. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool. This is an exciting time for you. You have uh, like so much going on and you're out in the world doing so much good work right now. Can you um, just tell us a little bit about what, like, what do you have happening right now? Oh my God, you know, I just did this to my sister-in-law last night. I stood up and I gave a speech. There was so much going on and I had to bring her up on everything. So I don't know if you want to hear the speech, but uh, uh, what's going on is we're having great success at the farm in Oregon. Uh, just we're, we're selling everything we grow and everything we're growing is the highest quality we've had since I started. Got a new grower, Anthony. And our uh, cannabis is testing very high, and the terpene values are really great, which is where I'm at. So we, you know, developed some manufactured products, a little joint pack. Uh, the dog walkers? Dog walkers, not allowed to use that phrase, but... Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm not, you, you yeah, we I can. can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it's been trademarked by somebody else, so I got called on it. So, I so I like to call Mama's helpers. You know, they're really uh -huh. nice. Yeah. Uh, we can't keep those on the shelf. We got a point seven joint pack. Looks like a cigarette pack. We got Captain Jack oil. We just released last weekend at Cura Leaf uh, in Portland, and can't keep that on the shelf. And we're running out of that fast. Uh, but it's been a very good year for us at the farm. Everything, all the learning curves have been learned, and we are just hitting our stride there. And simultaneously, uh, we're filming it for uh, Growing Belushi, which is a 60-minute, uh, well, really 42 minutes, uh, <laughs> show on uh, Discovery. Uh, we just released three shows. There were actually six episodes, 30 minutes long, and they only do hour shows, so they cut it down to two episodes per hour. And then they cut 18 minutes out of that, so we lost a lot of content. I'm not happy about that, but I'm really happy that the show was very successful for Discovery. I mean, I was in New York two days ago. I got recognized on the street by three people in the afternoon <laughs> for that show. Oh, wow. I mean, I get recognized for canine and red heat and according to Jim, but that show, yeah, it's like, wow, people are watching. That's awesome. So been, Do you find that you're appealing up, to uh, like a new generation of, uh, of watchers too? Like some of the younger folks are checking the show out? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because every, you know, all the younger folks, as you call them, uh, they want to see anything cannabis, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's what they believe in. And so, uh, we're picking up a demo. I mean, the demos are great. I mean, it's doing very well. I'm very excited about that. 
because it's also putting out, you know, the show is about us. It's about farming. It's about marketing. It's about the business. It's about regulations. There's nobody getting blasted or stoned on our show. It's about our industry. It's an honest portrayal with some humor, some music, and some great messaging. So uh, I haven't heard one bad comment about the show. That's awesome. I wanted to ask about messaging, actually, because, you know, Weed and Grub, Mike and I were going to go to South by Southwest this year, as you were you. We were all going to hang out at South by Southwest. And our panel was actually going to be about the messaging of entertainment and social justice as pertaining to cannabis. And Mike and I were just talking about how you are, like, right at the intersection of entertainment, social justice awareness, and cannabis. And I, like, would just love to hear you talk about, like, how, how you see yourself positioned at that intersection it's kind of a neat place to be well uh, you know uh, I'm kind of a in the moment guy uh, I kind of do what like what's right in front of me uh, I know people do yoga and meditation to try to bring themselves to be present my problem is I'm too present and I never <laughs> really think about it. The consequences of my actions, uh, and then the consequences hit me. But um, so uh, I didn't know how I got here. Uh, I just been following this plant, and she's been taking me where I'm supposed to be. That's all I can figure. Uh, I, you know, I've got great mentors. You know, Lauren Gertner up in Toronto, and you know, Steve D'Angelo is like. You know, yeah. he's like a, a newfound brother for me. You know, we, we confer with each other, and he brought me into this last prisoner's project, which is just so moving and beautiful to me. And there's moving and beautiful things on the medicine side that just, it just so happens that it all kind of fell here, and I'm just kind of moving forward. And with the TV show, I'm just trying to bring the red and the blue and the doubting and the, you know, I want to bring them all together and show them the medicine. Yeah. Because that's what we all have in common. Mm -hmm. The healing involved. That's they, the best kind help. of entertainment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Then my cousin Chris is funny as shit. I mean, yeah. you know, we have, we're, he's funny on the show and I'm funny. So, you know, it's the whole Blues Brothers brand. The Blues Brothers represents music, mischievousness, <laughs> and a mission from God, <laughs> which is what cannabis is, which is what the show is. So taking on that brand just has this wealth of why, meaning, and emotion. It's not just a pretty box. Yeah. It's cool to talk to you about this because it makes me think about how if you're so in the moment you're you're always why 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 and then your how the how you do things is also moment to moment and it's like let's just see what happens next yeah but that's where i get in trouble <laughs> <laughs> the how the how <laughs> yeah yeah because, because even danny said it in the show and it's been resonating you know i'm watching the show going okay that's great okay that's a good scene okay that's good let's check post that okay that gives a meaning and by the way, the show is messaging to me, and I'm just realizing it. Chris calls me a control freak, and I'm going, oh, that's a good gag. That's a good gag. 
And then it's like, am I a control freak? <laughs> Maybe I am. And how does that interrupt my my relationships? Huh. Danny calls me an Illinois alpha male, which I thought was cute, right? And then I went, you know, I'm I'm a little alpha. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm like, let's go, let's get this done, let's do it, let's do it. Come on, oh, no, no stopping me, no stopping. That gets me in trouble. That's why I need to microdose a little bit to bring down that guy, you know. Yeah. What are we talking? When you say microdose, do you mean um, just a little edible every now and then, or what do you mean when you say microdose? I do. I, yeah, I do. Uh, I do uh, about two point five milligrams, you know, um, to sleep. And if my day gets really crazy, instead of reaching for a, a bourbon, mm-hmm. I'll take a little a, a little edible or. I'll take a little hit off of my one of my cherry pie, the Oof. marriage counselor. Yeah, mm-hmm. the cherry pie. <laughs> you know, it's got 19% THC and you know, 3% terpenes that entourage effect on it. Just puts me in a place where I can still talk, and I'm actually a little charming with my wife. I'm like a little, I'm kind of like, aren't you being cute? Am I? Oh. <laughs> And so, you know, I like to be cute for an Illinois alpha male (laughs) once in a while. Uh, You, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm not blowing joints all day and I'm not, you know, that's why I like those, the little, uh, mama's helpers or whatever you call them. uh, uh, Dog walker. Yeah. 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 I can't. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's, it's 0.25s. And by the way, there's six of them, which is great for the pandemic. You don't have to share a joint with anybody. You can hand them all out. And there's three or four little hits on it. I I mean, I'm such a microdoser. I have one of these 0.25s that lasts me for like three, four days because I only take like one hit at a time. You know? <laughs> I'm a little bit of a lightweight. But I medicate with it. You know, I It takes the chill off of me. It's personal. Yeah. 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 So, you know, everybody has a different, like, that's what the beauty of the plant is to me is it's a tool. It's a personal tool that you can use for yourself to the effect that makes the most sense to you. Yeah. I mean, I know we talked about this before, but especially now during this pandemic, you know, people are screaming inside. Yeah. From the fear of a loss of control, of fear of their jobs, of fear for their family. They're, they're screaming. And people with PTSD and trauma are screaming. And people who have illness in their family are screaming. And families that have collapsed for divorce are screaming. And we're all screaming inside. Some of us manage better than others. But what do we do to manage? We go to medicine. And what is available to us? Xanax, Ambien, you know, uh, you know, Valium type drugs, opiates, beer, liquor, mm. uh, over-exercising, overeating, under-eating, all these different things we use to help manage our screaming. And all I'm saying is, Take a little, like, 2.5 milligrams of a little <laughs> edible. Yeah. Take a little hit off the cherry pie. Look 
gonna help with the screaming. It ain't gonna cure it. But you know what? Sometimes it's nice to do that before you go out to dinner with the in-laws. You know, you become so easy. You don't get so <laughs> aggravated over the stupid things they say. You just don't judge them. You let them be. You let them be. Peace, man. Peace. Now I know where peace came from, right? Peace, brother. Peace. You mentioned Captain Jack, that you released the Captain Jack oil. Um and I know that there's like a whole story about Captain Jack being on the show and the smell of SNL. It's just like a fascinating, I mean, how long have you known each other now? Well, you know, I mean, he was really John and Danny's friend because Jack was around during the beginning of Saturday Night Live. He was like, he likes to say I was just like a backstage guy, but he was the weed dealer, you know, um, so Danny introduced me to him. I had met him before at a Blues Brothers show on the East Coast, but I didn't really, you know. But it was when I started the farm, Danny said, you remember Captain Jack? You should talk to Captain Jack. So I brought Captain Jack to grow that strain on the farm. Mm-hmm. He seems like a, a real interesting guy. <laughs> yeah, you can do a podcast with him. I mean, he'll, he'll talk your ear off worse than me. <laughs> uh, he's got stories he's so amenable only if i'm not there he's a little bit of a dick with me but you know <laughs> we can walk. i saw that on the show it seems like uh, yeah yeah he's he's uh he rubs up against like he, yeah he seems like he's got some stuff to say to you like he kicked you out of he's a grow room chef. at one point yeah no 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 i mean he's a chef you know it's like a chef and the owner of the restaurant they never get along Mm -hmm. Right. And so, because I, and, yeah, I say to Captain Jack, I go, go build your own farm. Take the risk. You put all the money up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but you sit there, you know, in your rocking chair and just point and point and you're this, you're that. I, want, I don't see you taking a risk. So give me a little bit of credibility here, buddy. But we get along. Yeah. We get along fine. <laughs> I think the 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 coolest thing since last time we talked um, was you you just poured everything you had into the farm, and that led to growing Belushi, which led to Last Prisoner Project. And so I feel like quite a few <laughs> when quite a few people enter the cannabis industry, they have a very specific agenda, and that agenda. Changes. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, you can say the same thing about marriage if you wanted to, but uh, yeah, <laughs> changes. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, she was so nice. Now we're married. What, what happened? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, commitment. Uh, yeah, I committed to the farm and, you know, it's, it's a beautiful journey. One, you know, I'm an improvisational actor. Mm -hmm. So my training is What's ever in front of me, I take from and react to. So in cannabis, since I started this farm and everything that came at me, I just kind of reacted to. And so it's led me to this place I'm at now. And I'm loving my life right now. That's beautiful. Um, could we talk more about Last Prisoner Project and um, Steve D'Angelo and how you got involved and what's happening these days? Well, Steve... Uh, you know, I met him in Vegas at Lauren Gertner's dinner, and 
you know, I had this little idea about the Blues Brothers, and I, you know, I hear you're the big guy in California. So I literally couldn't get to him. And the guy sitting next to him got up to go to the bathroom, and I went down and sat there right next to Steve. And Steve was like, hello. <laughs> go, hi, I'm Jim Belushi. I'm an actor. He goes, I know. I said, you know, I, I'm in the cannabis business. I'm starting. I got a farm, and I want to do this Blues Brothers as a brand. And he went like this. He turned and said, and I told him, I said, Blues Brothers is a 40-year-old brand that represents music, mission from God, medicine. And it's, it's not like a pretty box. This is something I grow and this is something I do. I'm not looking to just license and make a lot of money. And he turned back and he goes, we should have lunch sometime. So I went to Oakland and had lunch with him and that began our relationship. And I mean, he ended up being in the show. We went to Columbia. Yeah. And he was in Columbia. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Crazy. And I did, yeah, and I've done some spots for him and, you know, opening up that dispensary outside of uh, Palm Springs. Well, anyway, uh, he had their first fundraiser for the last Prisoners Project in LA. And I got a call and he said, we lost our venue. And he goes, I know you got that big, beautiful house. Do you think we could set up this dinner outside? It's only 40 people. And I said, sure. So they came and they set it up. We had a beautiful infused dinner. And I started listening to the speeches and seeing the video. And I was just so moved by it. And I was like, and they kept thanking me. You know, I, was like, I didn't do anything. I just opened the door for Steve. You know? And I went, you know, I, this is something I believe in. This is something that's really beautiful, Steve. I'd really like to be part of it. And Steve and Mary Bailey are, you know, they're so pure of heart with, you know, they're just beautiful people. Yeah. So they, uh, so I got involved and, you know, we're involved with this uh, Michael Thompson. Michael Thompson in, in Michigan, you know, he got sentenced 40 to 60 years, this guy, for three pounds of cannabis. Served 24 years so far. He's six, 25 years. He's 64 years old. And that incarceration just destroyed his family. Talk about a collapse of family. Social injustice collapsed family. And we've been writing and calling and doing our what we do and the state's attorney in Michigan said this is unbelievable this is not right and then wrote a letter to the governor and the prosecutors in that county are on board everybody's on board and Michael got COVID and thank God he survived it because we were thinking oh my God cannabis is a death sentence uh he survived it and his parole hearing was up about two weeks ago and this is going to be it we're going to pop Michael. Parole board postponed it. Uh, I was like, uh, fuck. So Michael's yeah. still sitting there, but we're going to get him out and we're going to get them all out. Yeah. We're going to get them all out. Not going to rest until the last one's out, right? That's last it. Last prisoner. Not until mm -hmm. the last prisoner. That's the idea. And it'll yeah. happen. It can happen because the way people look at cannabis and incarceration now and you know 
it's needless to say it's communities of color communities of color are the ones that are getting nailed i mean you want to know i mean you, you want me to talk more about it if you'd like or to this is i mean we have the platform and people care deeply this is important well, especially I, as it, it goes it, federal it, it, well, in, in the early part of the last century, like 1910 to 1917, uh, that was the time where the, the, the uh, Afro-Caribbean sailors came to New Orleans and the ports of you know, Louisiana, and they brought cannabis with them because that was their job, man. That was their medicine. That was their spiritual you know, belief. And at the, simultaneously, the Mexican Revolution left, you know, thousands of Mexican refugees, and they crossed the southern borders. And in those villages, their medicine men used cannabis. So naturally, they brought cannabis with them. Well, at that time, there were some Americans, like today, yep. mm -hmm. just don't like those people. Yep. And they created like the first cannabis law. So it was never about the plant. It was always about who was using the plant. And they, it was, you can understand why there's so many people of color incarcerated because it was never about prohibition. It, it was about race control. So the cannabis laws were structured to control uh, communities of color, black and brown people. And that now we see in jail, you know, one out of four are white. The other three are either, you know, brown or black. Yeah. And it's, it's time. It's yeah. time. These men, by the way, these men were the pioneers. They're these jazz musicians in New Orleans, these beautiful Mexican people, on the border trying to find a new home for themselves that use cannabis as their medicine. They're the pioneers and they, and they were punished. And here I am, here you are, we're making a living. I'm not making a very good living at it, by the way, but it's <laughs> selling cannabis mm -hmm. while these people are in jail. It's just, not, it doesn't make sense. And people in, in our community, you know, there's a lot of money coming into our community that'll be even be more so in the next few years when the law is starting to lighten up and that 280E tax law goes. It'll be a big influx of capital. If we use just this much of that as a community, we can release all 40,000 prisoners. And I call for anybody in our community that has the money to donate to help release these people because these are the men and the women that went before us that laid down on a barbed wire for us to walk over. And we, they need our help. That's the sound bite, that, my man. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's what I think. That's what I think. God damn it. Hell yes. Um, you were just talking about improv. And I don't know if you heard, but Second City announced today that it's for sale. Wow. Isn't that wild? That's wild. Yeah, me. not wild. I mean... <laughs> You know, Burley, Bernie Sowens got into his 80s and sold it, you know, sold it to Andrew. And Andrew was a great, he was a great person to sell yeah. it to. Agreed. And Andrew did a great job and created a great business. And uh, I think he got in a little scuffle with some social media and he just went, meh. 
Yeah. I don't need it. I don't need any of this. <laughs> I'm I'm older now. I'm done, you know. Yeah. Let's let's find the next ones, you know. Actually Jason Brett called me today. I bet that's what he called me, Bob, because Jason uh a good friend of mine who's a producer of about last night. He made me a movie star, this guy. He he tried to buy Second City maybe ten years ago. So maybe he wants to buy it. Maybe he's calling me for that. Yeah, there you go. Um so well, he's it's up for sale. It made me nostalgic for my time in Chicago. Um, and I started thinking, all right, did you ever hang out in Wrigleyville at all? No, no, no. No? No, no, no. no all you drinkers. <laughs> puking on the street and peeing yep. in the alley, Wrigleyville. No, no, no. I went to the Wrigley Field. Sure. But not Wrigleyville. Okay. Oh, no. You weren't stumbling around the alleys. Well. No, I was stumbling around the alleys of Old Town. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln Avenue, you know. Yeah, yeah. You were at the Ale House, and I was uh, leaning oh. against a brick wall. <laughs> man, what an alcoholic den that place was. Whoa, man. Yeah. They had all the pictures of everybody on the wall, right? Painted pictures. And I used to think, wow, that's really cool. And I'm like, wow, they're all dead, probably from alcoholism. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow. $10 wow. pitchers, cash only. Don't wow. worry about it. <laughs> um, that jukebox, man, I'd play that jukebox. I'd end up dancing in the streets on North Island. Uh, wild times. <laughs> great times. Well, it made me think about uh, all the times I ate, like, great sandwiches and late-night food in Chicago. Um, just burritos the size of my head and sandwiches covered in french fries uh does anything come to mind when it when you start thinking about like chicago food or um, oh what do you mean i've spent the rest of my life after i left chicago trying to get on a healthier diet (laughs) (laughs) i'd go down to maxwell street at three in the morning and get pork chop sandwiches with grilled onions and polish sausage and you know I mean, there was a stand there. It was just so good. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I go to Greek islands, still go to Greek islands. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Portillo's, beef. I mean, there was a little place on or- New Orleans. I mean, Orleans uh, was the best Italian beef. I mean, it was the best beef sandwich. But, yeah, Al's, Lou Malinati's is like my favorite pizza. And Giannotti's. Giannotti's is a great pizza, too, man. Mm-hmm. Don't get me off on food, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're weed and grub, so you know we have to yeah, ask, right? I, oh, oh, yeah, I can go on about food. Come on, man. My dad, I was raised in the restaurant business. Oh, really? Chris, Chris, who's in the show? Uh-huh. His father and my father grew up next to each other in Albania, in the mountains of Albania. They came here and they all started as bus boys or my dad was a valet parker. And, you know, they hung together and they helped each other and they started, you know, learn the restaurant business. And then they all kind of own their own restaurants. And I worked for my dad and Chris worked for his dad. And my dad, thank God, lost his business. It's in the show about how he lost his business, by the way. He lost his business in 69 or I'd be serving dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. And Chris's father was more successful. And Chris, Chris has been in Naples for 35 years. He had 13 restaurants. So yeah, Mel's Diner, um, 
Oh, yeah. He's got a couple of them, yeah. Wow. So funny now that him and I are back together, you know, his cousins. On, now we're the Weed Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> the, weed, <laughs> the Weed Wizards. There it is. I love it. There it is. <laughs> Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri called me the other day, and he goes, you got to get a T-shirt that says Weed Wizards on it, man. Weed <laughs> Wizards. I, I kind of like that guy. That's all right. I can see that. I would buy this merch, so I agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good to hang with you. Thank you so much. When are you heading back to the farm? Are you going to be up there again this year, do you think? Or are you going to? Oh, no. I'm there all the time. I was there for four months. I mean, five months. Mm -hmm. uh, I just started hitting the road. We, uh, we uh, made a deal with the, the Green Solution in Colorado for the Blues Brothers to be released at the end of the month. They just announced it today. Uh, which is great. They're great people. They have an unbelievable operation. Uh, and so we partnered up with them for Colorado. And uh, I was just in Maryland. Uh, we're partnering up with Grassroots in Chicago. We're in their new greenhouse dispensary in Skokie, which is awesome. And now Cure Leaf bought Grassroots. So I'm kind of with Cure Leaf there in Illinois. And then we released um, the Captain Jack uh, vape pen at Cure Leaf in Portland. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm flying all over the country because we've got Michigan, Oklahoma, and, and Arkansas, Missouri. They're like calling me and they, you know, so uh, going on a big expansion. But I'm, what I'm really doing is. I'm going to see my granddaughter. I got a granddaughter. Congratulations. Oh. When did that, is she brand new? Brand new. Oh man. And I I haven't seen her yet. So I got permission to come on the ninth. I had to make an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> wow, congratulations. Yeah, so I'm going on uh, Friday there and then I'm going back up to the farm because we're harvesting right now. And I like to be there because I, yeah, I like to cut and hang. I, you know, I, I, I'm missing the soil right now because I've been gone for a few weeks. And a control freak. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they cut because they had to cut so much stuff out of the show. When Chris says, you know, everybody, he won't want to admit it, but, you know, everybody around him, everybody knows that he's kind of a control freak. Well, they cut to me, and I go, control freak? <laughs> Look at Chris, have you ever watched him cook? <laughs> the biggest control freak I've ever seen, but they cut that part out. Right, of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah, they leave me hanging with the label, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you so, so much for spending this time with us. It's great to talk with you again. Yeah, looking uh, forward to... I, I adore you guys, man. Last time we went and got into ayahuasca. Yes, that was a cool. really cool conversation. Very cool. Yeah, and I, I just invested in a company in Toronto uh, that is exploring, uh, you know, the mushroom psilocybin. I, I like a real company that's really going to try to expand in that world. So I think that's the next coming, you know, for you know, depression. Yeah. The screaming, the screaming, yes. the screaming. Yeah, yeah. quiet the screaming. Free the prisoners and quiet the screaming. Show title, there That's it is, it. show title. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jim. <laughs>
<laughs> well, you, you know, next season, you guys have to come on the show. I, it would be a dream, honestly. 100% honor. Right. honor. A dream. All right. <laughs> we'll use you as the, well, uh, we, we've got some uh, psilocybin mushrooms here. We have a couple of tests. People volunteered to test. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll fill me in the sweat lodge, going into the river, skinny dipping. Well, yeah. yeah. Be perfect. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. I really enjoy our time together. Thank you I so hope much. To see you soon. Such a pleasure. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. 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 It all seemed like yesterday, bright eyes got washed away yeah. These things they always change, but shame on me I stay the same Cashed out that pig bank, roadblock I make a lane Thank God for another day, but LA is crazy, if it's alright Let's run away tonight, you name it baby Let's fly away Birds got no sound to sing These cops kill for anything Oh, this place is crazy If it's alright Let's run away tonight You'll name it, baby Let's fly